The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related, mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials, at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out, because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Mars Mikulski podcast. Joining me is Arjun! Yo, yo, what's up? That's how I like the energy <laughs> right there. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How was India last week? Sick. It's always sick. India's, India's a big market for me, so I'm, I'm always there. But it was, yeah, it was great. It was a YouTube fan fest in, yeah. in Mumbai. I had about 8,000 people, so it was a crazy show. It was good. Jeez. What else did you do when you were in India? Ate a lot of Indian <laughs> food. <laughs> Um, no, I, I had a couple of meetings uh, doing a couple of uh, interesting projects out there. So I'm signed to a label in India called T-Series. Yeah. Uh, so I do a lot of this kind of Bollywood. Are you into Bollywood? You heard of Bollywood? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I like Bollywood's not a small thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I do, I do kind of like a lot of um, this fusion stuff. So Bollywood mixed with English music. So yeah. I'm doing a couple of film projects out there as well. So not acting, but... Um, more the singing side. Yo, well, you said not acting quick time. It's yeah, a bit like I always get that question: Are you going to do acting? And I'm not really a big, big actor. So why don't you look like you could be a good actor though? Because what, what makes you say that? Because you got the look. Oh, thank you. You have the actor look. You got the voice thank as well. Thank you very much. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> look, it's My always... acting skills are not great. It takes me like ten takes every time I shoot a music video to get the right, you know, expression on my face. So it takes me a while. Did it happen with Frozen as well? That was easier. All I had to do was act frozen, so that was just pouting, looking, you know, looking frozen. That was it. So. Staying still as well. That's the main thing. Literally, exactly. So yeah, not much acting required, but it's cool. It was so good. talking about Frozen, which mm. was last week's track of the week, and thank you very much. No worries, man. Thank you so much. It's a big track. Thank you. And it brings yeah. it brings a whole new wave and a whole new audience into listening to your music. Mm. So actually, uh, I kind of was initially an R&B head from this from from day one. So I've always been to R&B music. Um, I grew up listening to the likes of Craig David and Donnell Jones and, you know, Joe, Joe DC, Ginny Wine, all the old school R&B stuff. So I'm a big old school R&B fan. Um, but then I kind of took this turn towards the Asian side of things. I kind yeah. of signed a deal in India. I went very, very much towards the fusion sound, 
but always keeping English at the core. So I've always sung in English myself. I've fused it with Hindi, with Punjabi, with, with Asian languages. But it's always been R&B music to me. Um, and I feel like the time has come. I've kind of toured a lot for the last three, four years. Yeah. And I've built uh, enough of a fan base to try and go back to my R&B roots and try and launch my, my mainstream career, which is which is the plan for this year. Well, I think what's good is for like all your international audiences as well, obviously you sing in English, but mm. you do put subtitles on there as well. Yes, I do. I mean, my, my label does that, yeah. Okay, I think, fair. I, I, think, I, I thought you were editing there, putting the subtitles me. in. No, actually, I mean, I don't actually speak Hindi myself properly, so I wouldn't be good at translating. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't put something wrong and then exactly. someone gets at you. I'll be doing some next random translation. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's important for me to kind of, I feel like the, the kind of global audience is important to me. So I've always, I've always thought of myself as an international artist yeah. you know, in terms of, um, the sound of music that I create is kind of it's kind of world music. So you know, along the lines of um, what someone like I guess what someone like Pitbull would do for like for like South American music or someone like Shakira, you know that kind of thing. So trying to spread that international love for the Asian Asian music scene. That's true. And you've got Sway on the track. Yes. As well, which is guys like UK UK. Sway is a legend to me. He's like OG of the of the UK hip hop scene. He's like one of the first guys to really make it in the UK urban scene. Little Derek as well. Little Derek, exactly. He won a he won a Mercury Award, which is massive. He you know he's won countless mobos. He's 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 a legend. So, um, funny enough, I actually met him through my sound engineer, who was mixing his stuff and mixing my stuff at the same time. Okay. He's like, why don't you holler at Sway and get him on this track? I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm a fan of him. So. We met up and he's got this amazing energy. He's a very, very kind person, like really nice person. That's to me is 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 the most important thing about doing a collab is, is you get on really well. So I I did a hook for him for one of his tracks and he did a 16 bar for my for my track and it worked out really well. And yeah, he's he's been great so far. He's really been helping me push it to a different audience because obviously he's very respected in the in the urban world. Yeah. And I'm a newcomer in the urban scene, so it's great to have him have him on board. So he's quite is he kind of like a mentor for you for the future or just yeah, just been for this? like that actually. He's definitely been very very um you know we've had long chats about music and he's kind of he gets the world music thing because he's actually Ghanaian and he and he's very strong in, in Africa. He's got a very strong fan base in Africa. So he understands the importance of repping your your own people and you know and trying to make that crossover. So I think he's you know he's definitely been a very big influence for sure. You ever think about jumping on Afro beats then? You ever uh, thought about it? You never I'd know. I'd love to. Is this still, is the wave still happening? I think it still is. It's still popping off, right? How about Fuse? Fuse would be sick. Yeah, I'd love to do song with Fuse. Fuse I, I'm doing a show with Fuse actually in April. So I've got a show called uh, the BBC Asian Network Live at the Apollo Hammersmith. Yeah. So he's he's the headline. I think he's the second from the top of the bill. So he's he's he's, he's massive right now. Asians love him too. I think the Afro beats thing's crossed over into Asian culture as well. So. Yeah, maybe when he's there, I'll give him a give him a shout. You never know. Sli- to do a collab, yeah. Slide in DMs, man. Slide through. Yeah. I haven't actually followed him, so I meant let follow him first. Hope he follows me back and then slide in the DMs, yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure he will. But how do you mm. how have you found the like reception to Frozen already? It's been great. Obviously, it's very new for my existing fans. It's kind of like a shock for them. They're like, whoa, what is going on here? He's kind of taken the Hindi out of it and he's gone very mainstream. Have but they grown to that? I think so. I think UK Asian people have reacted very well people in Canada US as well but obviously India is a little bit of a shock to them so they're kind of coming around to it they're definitely definitely um, you know kind of understand what I'm trying to do and, and they're very very loyal so they're trying to help me promote it you know so in terms of the, the response in the urban world it's been great actually I've had a you know it's been uh, for me the first urban campaign I've done really for a long time so to get people like yourselves uh, you know putting it as track of the week is, is, is an honor so it's great you know we had a had some great support from One Extra, Capital Extra as well. So we're kind of growing the urban, you know, the urban story now. Are you so, gonna are you gonna think about releasing more or is it kind of just see how this one kind of Yeah, did? this is kinda of like a warm-up track really. So this is kind of the first song, um, it's an unofficial single, but we we have a whole album ready of 
awesome material. It's kind of this this R and B pop with a bit of ethnic uh, influence. Yeah. Working with some really cool producers, some really great um, legends in the game. People like Da Vinci's done a few songs for me. Jeez. Um, a guy called Bless Beats who did Tiny Tempo stuff. Um, working with right now LBE, who are um, London Boy Entertainment, who basically have just done a lot of Zay Malik's album. So they did Pillow Talk. A guy called Levi Lennox did Pillow Talk. ADP, who's doing Chris Brown's stuff. Alan Sampson, who's got cut on Zay Malik's album as well. He's just did Craig David's new track. So yeah, there's a lot of um, really cool producers who are working on the project. Up to now, I've kind of done it all myself. I've been kind of writing, producing myself. But I think for this mainstream project, it's good to just kind of step back and get some help because I think, you know, they're in, the, in this world, they're living this urban world. So I think for them, um, to kind of bring a fresh perspective into my music is important as well. Well, it adds a lot because obviously you can play instruments as well. Mm. So kind of adding your flair mixed with whatever someone else might like, oh, I like that. But if you change up that key mm. in the track. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I've been missing out a lot by not collaborating more with other producers and writers because when you're in a room with more people, just the more, the more heads, the better. I think in terms of creatively, you're right. I mean, I might think of a chord progression, which could be massively improved by changing a few things here and there, but I'm on my own usually. So being with these great producers has really brought out a lot, has really improved my production too. So when I've, I actually produced Frozen myself, but that was partly because I was working with all these great producers. I went home and I was like, yo, I, I feel inspired to make it my own track. And that mm. was what happened with, with, with Frozen. So yeah. The real talk shout out the producers, man, and working mm. as a team. That people, more, sure. more people need to do that. Mm. I think it's essential. I think, you know, um, it's, what I've learned is you, it's all very well saying you can produce and write and everything, but until you actually work with, with, with other better people, you know, you don't really learn and expand yourself. So I think it's important to... I, I spent a week in, in uh, Philadelphia working with Timberland's team, which was crazy. That I, The amount of tips I learned, vocal production techniques, little bits and bobs on, you know, just how to, how to program things well, you know, that was... That was you know, crucial for my for my learning as an artist as well. Mm. So, yeah, all the learning curve. Mm. Now the video, yes. Frozen. Yeah, you got some snakes in there. You got some alligators. Yeah, it went a bit crazy with the yeah. My director, big up director Ace. Yeah, he's a Sri Lankan like myself. He he did a great job. He kind of that was mostly his vision really. I got to give him props for the animal side Shasta of things. Ace. He he managed to get hold of like crocodiles. There's a little baby crocodile, which to me was a bit underwhelming. I thought it was going to be some massive crocodile. It turned out to be a little baby, which is the size of the, of the lizard. But yeah, yeah so we, I think the kind of storyline is basically that I'm out here in this jungle, which is like the world, basically, and I'm basically numb to emotion. Like, I've, I've been through so much heartbreak and I'm just fed up of it. I want to just be, you know, in my, in my own zone and just kind of, I'm numb to emotion, basically. So the, the whole point is that I'm trying to avoid these girls who are like predators yeah. they're like snakes and whatever tigers and, and, and everything yeah and so the girls are kind of the, the animals are like metaphors kind of thing and it's me trying to just kind of keep my cool and stay frozen <laughs> See, if you're trying to stay frozen yeah, yeah. I was, one question I used to ask yeah what crocodile we're, we're calling it with women basically we're talking about yeah but what woman could kind of slide in and melt your heart you know because this is for the female slide fans in. you know oh dear um I don't know, man. I mean, no, it's not. A, it's not a, it's a true story. I'm not numb to emotion. Yeah, I'm not frozen. I'm, you, I'm a loving person. I'm, I, I'm ready for love. Shall I tell you why I'm asking you, though? Why? Because there's going to be women out there that are going to be wanting to holler at Arjun and want to mm. be that type of person that's going to be like, what does Arjun like? I want to be Arjun's girlfriend. So, okay. there you well, go. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, got, I've not got one type. I, you know, I've, I, I like just... You know, nice people. <laughs> there you go. Very boring answer, but you know, I like I like nice nice people for sure. Did you ever slide at people in that MSN back in the day? MSN, jeez. Um, 
did I what? Slide, slide yeah. into this. You know, that wasn't even a thing then. You know, you know it, was a, it was a nudge. It was a nudge in the nudge, episode. Nudge, yes. <laughs> nudge. I did nudge a couple of people, yeah, once once upon a time. But yeah, I'm, I kind of, you know, honestly speaking, I don't have a type. I've, I think that, you know, it's, it's about just good energy and getting on well. And under, I think understanding what I do, because it's difficult, you know, in terms of, you know, my, my tour schedule was crazy. Last year, I took a flight every two days. Like, literally last year, we, we toured every continent. It was just mental. And having somebody who understands that, you know, I've got to do that yeah. and still, you know, kind of just understand the, the hustle and, you know, how hard it really is. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of unglamorous stuff as, as well as the glamorous stuff. And, you know, just to be there and kind of ride with you through that. So, But the hard work pays off and that's the main thing. Yeah. I mean, touch wood, it's been, it's been great. You know, the Asian stuff has gone really well for me. So now the, the next step is to try and crack this bigger mainstream market and see if we can You're gonna break do through it. there as well. You're yeah. going to do it. Thank so, you, man. Hope so. You will, you will, man. Yeah. Asian music, obviously you talk urban music. You've got the two contrasting factors that you're kind of working with at the moment. Mm. What do you have more fun making? Because it's, I, I guess, um, it's, I guess you approach things differently when you kind of, you know... I guess, I mean, track. I think I... I know and understand more about the Asian world having been in it for quite a long time and I kind of know the formula that's been working for me and that my fans like. But the urban thing, obviously, R&B's been a bit dead, actually, honestly speaking, mm. in the UK for a long time. But this year is a great year for R&B, purely because Craig David has made a comeback, which he's, he's one of my, my heroes. Um, so he's, he's made a comeback, which is great for the UK urban scene. People like Zayn Malik's album is going to be very R&B. I've, I've heard lots of it. It's very R&B. People like Western, um, who just, you know, killed it with... Uh, into, into, Come Down, brand new um, one, yeah. There's a lot of really cool artists from the US, like Bryson Tiller, uh, Tory Lanez, August Alcina. There's a lot of really cool R&B acts coming through who are popping off in the UK now as well. So I think it's a good time to do R&B. And I feel like there was a phase where House and EDM took over everything. It's, it kind of spilled yeah. EDM was everywhere. And even people like Rihanna and Neo and Chris Brown, they're doing songs with Calvin Harris and David Guetta. And it was all this EDM, like everything was just EDM. I felt like that was not really me, and I'm a proper R&B head, so I didn't want to do that EDM thing. So I waited till R&B made a comeback, and now it's back in, in the mainstream. I think now's a good time to try and drop my, my album. So this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be dropping the whole album. Um, so yeah, we're talking to, to people now, trying to, trying to work out how to release it. So Because yeah. you've got good crossover. When you kind of make more of the Asian tracks, so I was going through your catalogue. Mm. There's one, I'm, I'm probably going to get the name wrong, so yeah. I'm sorry to everyone, yeah, but I think it goes, Tom He Ho. Yes. Is that, is that how you say That's it? That's about as good as I can say it, so yeah. Cool, you know yeah. what I mean? If, if it's as good as I can say it, it's, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. But that, that's kind of got like a, an R&B vibe to it. Most of the mm. stuff that you kind of, when yeah. I look at it, when you say Asian urban, I look at it, I'm like, but I hear R&B though. Mm. Like I don't, I don't see, obviously I know there's, it's more inspired, like you know, you've mm. got more like Asian instruments and you can yeah. tell it's from like a, a more Asian core, but I can't really see a major difference between like mm. R&B and, Asian music. Yeah, I mean, so that actually is a, that song's a mashup. That song is a mashup of, of an Indian song and Usher, you got it bad. So mm. that's probably why you heard the R&B thing even more. But um, yeah, at the core of all my music has always been R&B, English R&B. So um, I've just tried to bring that into um, an Asian context. And I feel like India is really ready for it. India's, in, India's English language market is growing very fast. So the big cities like Mumbai, Delhi, Hyderabad, you know, up north, Punjab, like they're all embracing hip hop and R&B. And there's a lot of rappers in India now. So this new trend of like Desi rap is like basically Indian Punjabis uh, like rapping over like Travis Scott style beats and it's, it's taking off. It's really, really big. I think, you know, India is ready for urban music in a big way. And when that takes off, 
there's a billion people there and that's you know that's a huge market so i think yeah i think you, uh, you're exactly right i've always tried to keep r&b in my music and what i'm doing now is not that different really it's just a bit i mean the only thing i've done is taken hindi out of the, out, out, out of the song but i retained some of that ethnic influence in the production so kind of if you hear in frozen yeah. there's a little bit of indian um singing at the start mm. there's a little bit of tabla in there as well so I kind of try and keep a little bit of my roots in there as well, just but, to keep it interesting. You know, a lot of people have actually used kind of like Asian influence mm. in the track. I know there's a Tiny Temper track. There's, there's used like an iconic, I can't remember the name of the actual song. Mm. Yes, but, you're right. But uh, I can't remember. Kal Salah, Kal Salah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He uses that in one of his tracks. That's, song, yeah. yeah, that's been in other stuff as well. So it's mm. it's not the first time we've seen kind of things cross over and I'm hoping it's yeah. not the last, you know? Yeah, I mean, Timbaland was a guy who really brought Indian music, like Indian flute back in the day. Timbaland really loves Indian music and he brought that into the mainstream. There's been loads of songs actually, even recently, like uh, Selena Gomez did a track with a really bait Indian sample in it. Yeah. Um, even Pussycat even, Dolls as well. Yeah, and even even Bieber's album to me, like it's, it sounds very world, like there's a lot of the music that he's done, this like a, a Diplo and Skrillex stuff and, and Major Lazer even more. Major Lazer are properly influenced by Indian music, I think, personally, having heard a lot of the ethnic stuff that they've, they've done. So I think the world is just shrinking now. Everybody's ready, used to hearing different cultures and it doesn't really jar anymore. Like when, when yeah. you hear a, a Gangnam style or you hear a whatever whatever language it is. You People don't even, embrace it more now. Yeah, you don't even think about it. You just think it's, it's, it's a cool song. You don't even worry about whether you can understand it or, That's true. or not, you know, so. People will mumble something to it, you know. Mm, They'll exactly. just mumble the, like, the rhythm yeah. to it. Because it's a vibe, it's a vibe. I think that's what, I think music transcends everything and language is just one, one small factor. But I think if, if it's a cool tune, it's, it's going to pop off. So I think, yeah, for me, from what I've seen, um, the Asian fan base really, really likes the English stuff. Yeah. I'm hoping the English fan base likes the Asian stuff too. So once I kind of get a bit, bit, bit more of exposure in the mainstream, I'll definitely try and bring through more of that Asian influence and try and make it make it more more mainstream and more accepted in the UK too. Mm. So yeah, it definitely happened. Mm. Now with Desi rap, that's a new factor because I was I was just mm. going to ask you about who would make a good crossover. Yeah. From like UK music into India, or who's been popping mm. over there? Because obviously you were there last week. Yeah. So out of everyone who's kind of out now, mm. whoever it be R and B, like even Craig David or mm. someone like that, or like Grime or something, who would go over to in India? India? The Weeknd's really big in India right now. Um, in terms of US acts, The Weeknd and Bieber are killing yeah. it. Obviously, One Direction, UK urban. I don't think anybody's really made it big in India yet. Um, I haven't heard like Skepta or Wretch or anyone like that in India yet. But um, but I'm sure they will do. And I think Craig David, obviously, back in the day, you know, they play all this, his old stuff like Seven Days and whatnot. That that's big in India for sure. Uh, Akon did a song in Bollywood. I think if, if anybody wants to break India, go to India and do a song for a movie in Bollywood, yeah. and you'll immediately see your Facebook and Twitter and everything just jump by ten times because definitely Akon Akon did a song called Chamak Chala, which is really really massive in, in India, and that grew his his numbers massively. So I think you know if you're looking to to build a new fan base, go to India, do a song for a movie. And yeah, I, Skepta did a song actually. Skepta and Chipmunk did a song called Indian Girl. Yeah, Asian Girl, yeah, Asian yeah. Asian Girl, yeah. So that's a good start. See, you know? when I first heard that, I was like, oh, like Asian Girl's gonna be offended by that, <laughs> by that track. I was like, is it cool? Because if someone made another track, like, I'm looking for a black girl tonight, it'd be like, what? Okay, cool. I think because they're so popular anyway in the Asian scene, Skepta and Chipmunk, it kind of worked because they knew what they were trying to get at. They weren't trying to be rude they're just trying to you know trying to embrace the asian scene and kind of you know 
show show respect to Asian girls. I guess I'm yeah. hoping that's what it was. I don't know them personally. You know, so. you know them ones where you have to talk too much. You know, you just let, <laughs> yeah, let them do yeah. their thing as well. But you know, talking yeah. about cello. Yes. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got that right. As yes, close, yeah. I did. You covered that as well. I did, yeah. And you also, I was going to ask you kind of the difference of merging the two together because now you're saying that you obviously Desi rap, you got like in India like the weekend, mm. little rappers and stuff. I was going to yeah. say, what's the best way to approach? Like as an artist, like yourself as well, you've you got a big fan base in India and you're growing a fan base more so in the UK now as well. Yeah. What way is better? Going with like the Chamak Chalo kind of mixing it in so it's more Hindi vibe or mm. kind of going with Vampire, which was more kind of your kind mm. of UK kind of music mm. with a bit of a twist. I'm impressed, man. You've done some research. You, you man, know, Vampire, I know 2011. That. That's Trust, crazy. I know the things, man. Okay. Well, definitely Chamak Chalo for India. Yeah. Um, that was that is a way in for sure. I think you know, uh, Vampire is a bit like Frozen. It's just pure R and B, and I think that you know it's it's, it's going to take a while for that to really be big in India. Definitely, there's like niche. There's, it's a, it's a bit like how the UK Asian scene is a niche in the UK. Yeah. In India, the urban scene is a niche in India, but Bollywood is the mainstream. Like everything there is you know Bollywood is the biggest possible medium you can do. So, uh, Chamak Chalo is a massive tune. So doing cover of that is going to get me much more exposure than doing yeah. Vampire, even though I prefer Vampire probably. But um, but yeah, I think you know it's a, it's a trade-off. You have to try and kind of please the two worlds and get get it right. The balance has to be right because um, my music, I guess, connects especially well with people like myself who live in Western countries. So people like in UK, Canada, America, yeah. Australia, even even in like Dubai or whatever, who listen to both. They've got Drake on, they've got Future on, mm. they've also got, um, you know, Bollywood, their parents are watching ZTV or, you know, whatever, BBC Asian Network, and, and they've got the Asian side too. They've so, got best of both worlds. Yeah, so my music relates best to them. So that's why I do a lot of my shows in North America, a lot of shows in Australasia, a lot of shows in Africa even, but basically, because India has only been a new thing for me, actually. I've only started touring there the last year and a half because it's taken them a while to embrace the English stuff as well. Because um, Obviously, you know, most of the biggest artists there sing in Hindi and that, those are the household names. And, and, the, and the biggest stars in India are actually actors. So the biggest stars are people like Shah Rukh Khan. Have you heard of Shah Rukh Khan? Name rings a bell, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say no before yeah. I get grilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan is literally like, I think the biggest actor in the world, literally, in terms of just, you know, fame and money as well, probably. But yeah, so I mean, Bollywood is ginormous in India. But yeah. for me, that's still, I'm still kind of new to India, actually, in a way. I'm new to the mainstream Bollywood market, but I feel like I've, you know, connected most strongly with Asian people like myself who, who are a mixture of East and West. That's yeah. kind of my, my main fan base. Yeah. And that's the crossover that you want. And that's what people, I can't, we can't speak for everybody, mm. but a lot of people probably want that because mm. sometimes culture, when you're kind of moving away, you, you don't always hold on to the traditional values, but if you've got someone who's mixing both together, yeah then it, it yeah. makes more sense. But we're talking about Bollywood as well, right? Yeah. So you did one of your biggest tracks, if not the biggest track today, yeah, mm. is Why This Color Very D, the remix yes. made yes. by, gonna try his name again, Danush. Danush, yeah? yes. Is Danush? Bro, I'm so impressed with this, man. Seriously, you've done some serious homework. You're not even reading nothing. You're just literally off your head. You're just, you're just I'm you're happy. good I'm, memory, man. It's from, the, it. it's from the movie Free as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Blown away. Yeah, that's, that song was massive. That was yeah. like the equivalent of Gangnam Style for us in terms of the numbers it, it did. It was like 100 million views or something, the original version. Yeah. And obviously my, my cover has about, I think, 11 or 12 million. It's got 11 views. million, yeah, at the moment. So, um, yeah, that was kind of um, the first remix I ever did of an Indian song. And yeah. It was good timing. And it was also 
um, complete and utter experiment. I didn't know what I was doing, I just did it. I, I don't even remember why I did it, actually. I just kind of did it as a complete, on a whim. I was like, yo, this is a cool tune. Danish brought a vibe to it, though. Can't lie. That's why he probably heard it and was like, this yeah. is sick. I need, yeah. I was emailed it like 20 times that day by my mates, being like, yo, this song's a tune. Do a, do a cover of it. So I think that's probably why. But I mean, I actually did that song in my pajamas at home. I was literally wearing like boxer shorts underneath. <laughs> you watch the video, it's just my top half. Yeah, yeah. So it's just me in my bedroom messing around really. And I think that's what people kind of like that real that realness. It was that raw, you know, it's just a guy having jokes, just covering a song and it took it took off. You know, it was like a million views in like a few days. Mm. It's like three million views in three weeks, I think. And then it was just kept kept it's going. Crazy. Yeah man, it was cool. That was that was the start of everything for me really. That song changed my whole life. That one random cover that I did. Mm. I'd, and I, I'd done like kind of big budget videos for R&B songs like Vampire and, and they hadn't really popped off properly. And that yeah. random song that I did in like three hours just, you know, changed my whole life. So Sometimes it's the smaller things that yeah. end up popping off more, you know? Completely, yeah. And obviously that came out on YouTube mm. and that came out December 2011? Yes. Yeah, so more facts, there you go. <laughs> That's some crazy memory, I don't understand how you... Yeah. Boy. <laughs> but like, it comes to the fact where in 2011, YouTube wasn't like massive yeah it was growing it hasn't got to that potential where it was now yeah, yeah. so i was gonna say like do you think youtube is an important platform for artists still today because obviously mm. everyone does it now everyone kind of releases tracks puts it on youtube yeah and kind of not everyone pops off because not everyone's song well not everyone's cover or remix is as good as yours was mm. do you think that's still important for people to upload or what's the kind of new platform or channel for people i think youtube is still probably the biggest one mm. i think in the uk um Obviously, the, the most common routes people would take are either these talent shows, like X Factor or whatever, or YouTube. I think are the two easiest ways to get to get spotted. Really, um, obviously, there are other ways. There's people that get big off of Instagram or Vine or I don't know what else. Yeah, but yeah. It tends to be it tends to be if you're a singer, YouTube is still the biggest thing. Um, and you're right, it's harder to stand out now because back in the day, fewer people were doing it. Now, there's a hundred guys doing kind of covers and mashups of things, and you know, doing similar stuff to, to, to what I'm doing even. But um, you know, I think I, I was lucky that I was one of the first to kind of do this mashups, like kind of east, east and west mas mashup stuff, and kind of it was, it was good timing because I think you know that was around the time when um, YouTube was really getting big in India as well, and that song went very viral in India. So yeah, I think. But to answer the question, which was what is, is YouTube still important? Yeah, 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 massively important still, I think. And even for me, the reason why I think it's very important is because it's a global platform. So anybody can watch YouTube in any country, apart from maybe one or two which are banned. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah the, the unknown island one places. One or two random places yeah. that are banned. I think Pakistan was a banned. But um, but yeah, so you can make a video in your in London in your in your bedroom, and somebody in Mauritius or someone in I don't know Tanzania or wherever Singapore can see your, your video, mm. and they can be fans of you, and you can tour the. I've toured the world literally. But before I signed my a deal in India, I was touring the world off of my YouTube fan base. They literally, they was, I was not doing any traditional interviews or radio or TV. My songs weren't on TV or radio, just on YouTube, and that was enough to fill out venues and, and do shows. So it shows you the power of of YouTube is that you know it's it's an international platform. Trust me. Radio is super important too. I don't want to diss radio because obviously for me. Wait, you're not saying anything. That, no, in the UK especially, <laughs> radio is the king. Obviously, you know, yeah. you can't chart without you know getting support from radio. TV's dying a bit because of because of YouTube, but um, but the one thing about radio is it's 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 only really probably local or regional or or, or national, but it's not going to be an international thing. Obviously, live streaming is you know big too, but uh, or DAB whatever the digital radio is big too. But I yeah. think you know YouTube is is the only truly international platform you can put your music onto, and it just 
covers every country in the world. So yeah, yeah. there's been quite a few people that have kind of come off YouTube and then become mm. big stars. I as mean, well. Biebs, the Bieber, he's the biggest, I guess, example of that. Definitely. Even if you want to go UK, Conor Maynard at stage, Conor Maynard, yeah, he's doing bits. He's doing some wicked covers. I think he's actually better on the kind of cover stuff. I mean, his, I yeah. love his cover. I mean, I love his original stuff too. But I think he just something about his covers is just magical. Like he did a cover of Rihanna work recently. That was crazy. So. Mm. I'm a big fan. I've done a show with him actually quite recently, so I'm a fan of his too. Definitely need to check out some of his newer stuff because I haven't listened since uh, Turn Around. It's been a while. Oh, you know, I haven't heard his covers then. I haven't heard his covers in a while. He's just done a new series of covers which are going massive on YouTube, like viral. The cover of Adele, the cover of um, Rihanna work. Well, that's he's done some sick covers recently. That's right, I need to check it out. Yeah. All right, moving away from music for a hot sec. Mm. What do you like doing in your spare time? What's the what's the go-to thing where it's mm. like I'm done with the studio right now? What do I do? Mm. Um, music is pretty all-consuming right now, but for me, I mean, I'm a big fan of cricket. So right now it's, it's the World Cup, so I'm watching that yeah. every minute I can get. Um, I just cancelled Sky Sports stupidly. I don't know why nah. I did that, but I need to get that back. So I'm just I just called them yesterday. Well, there is a thing called uh, there's a thing called streaming. <laughs> you know, it's not. I know, but I can't find a link. If, if someone's listening to this, please DM me or tweet me a link to watch the World T20 live because I'm struggling to do it one. ASAP because I'll have to buy Sky Sports again otherwise yeah um, cricket's really big for me um, what else uh, obviously I mean just being able to see friends and family really is, is crucial to me I don't really get much time because obviously I'm traveling a lot yeah so when I'm here uh, my ideal holiday is to be in London if I can if I get a time off I want to be here in London seeing, seeing my friends and family because I haven't really had, had much chance to, to do that last year um, what else am I into? I'm very into like graphic design and art as well. So I'm quite hands-on when it comes to all the visual stuff, all my artwork, all my videos. So I do love like editing, you know, graphics and that kind of stuff. Um, music production, obviously, like for other people as well, is, yeah. is fun for me. So that's when I get to just be, just have complete fun and just get creative and you know, make whatever you want stuff. and see what people yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's really fun too. Um, what else? I mean, that's it really. Partying occasionally when I get time. I oh, know. Turn up, we, yeah. We, weekends are my main work days. The problem for me is all my mates are, are free on weekends, mm. and I'm busy on Fridays, you know, Saturday night because those are my, my main show days. Yeah. And the weekdays, I'm kind of like relatively free if I'm here. So yeah. I'm calling my friends, they're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at work. They're they, all working in banks or whatever. Hospitals. They, they need to roll to the gigs, man. Yeah, they, do, they do. To be fair, my friends were my first, you know, at my first few shows in, in London. The first few rows were just my, my mates. I used to harass them, come out, come out every every weekend, and they really helped launch me because I think you know that word of mouth in London, especially kind of on the London uni scene. So I used to do all these like London Asian shows like UCL, Imperial, whatever, Kings, Bruno. I and I would I do all these Asian shows, and my friends would come and they tell their friends to come along, and that really helped me launch in the UK Asian scene. So that was actually I owe like my mates a lot because because they've been loyal. But I think now they're fed up. They're like, mate, I'm not gonna come to you know, wherever, Malaysia, to come see you perform. So if you're here, then we'll, we'll come see you. I'm telling you, that's a good holiday. If someone said to come to Malaysia for a gig, yeah. yeah. if I had the money, I'd be like, yo, cool, I'm off, I'm off. I'll catch yeah. you later. Go mm. Grand Prix, catch your gig, yeah. come home, start. Vibes, yeah, exactly. But, all right, 2016, mm. we're already, what, three months in, almost four months in now. Yeah. What's the plan then? Is it just to keep growing in the UK or? Yeah, so um, it's kind of, both in parallel, so I'll never forget about the Asian fan base because to me that is really, you know, who's, who's made me who I am. I'll never leave that, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to keep releasing my uh, obviously Indian stuff. But the main focus for this year is the mainstream side. So I, I want to try and release this album, which I've been working on for God knows how long, probably four or five years. Uh, I had to keep changing it because sounds change. That, yeah. Exactly. So I've, I kind of think I owe it to myself to release this, this R&B album this year. 
Um, so I'm talking to people now, just trying to work out the best way to, to release it. Um, got a lot of cool material coming out, a lot of cool collaborations to talk with some really cool urban artists, which I can't really, can't confirm yet, but hopefully... Keep it zipped! We'll, we'll try and ask Fuse maybe, try and jump on a track as well. Um, but yeah, so definitely, like, the focus will be the mainstream side this year, for sure. Okay, Carl, make sure, there's no album name yet, is there? No. Okay, cool. Make no. sure you go and check that out. Arjun, thank you for mm, coming and chatting to me so today. much, bro. Much love, thank no you. No worries, man. All right, keep it locked right here. Arjun is over there, you know. <laughs> Peace.